0: On
1: the air! Yoda Lady, It's the riders on the radio. Come on, the saddle up and go. Get ready for the cowboy show. Yoda Lady, yoda yeah. We've been doing it since the break of day. We've been doing it the cowboy way. Now it's time to play. We're, We're gonna, gonna ride and rope, and rope and wrangle a tune. We're gonna hoop and holler and holler, and holler at the, the moon. moon.
0: Yes, partners, it's time to saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. To Slim, the man of many hats. That's your Epau, the king of the cowboy peddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Spender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're gonna ride and rope and
2: wrangle a tune. We're
1: gonna hoop and holler and holler at the moon.
2: Oh, 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 oh,
1: oh yodeling lady, who. Every buck a red Buckaroo, there's a place around the fire for you, with Riders in the Sky. So come on and let's ride.
0: And now with the 2,226th performance of their turbocharged career, here are Riders in the Sky.
3: Thank you, thank you ladies and gentlemen, Buckaroos and buckarettes. Thank you so much, and thank you Texas Spender, the hearty baritone that sold a million baby chicks. And welcome everyone to Ryder's Radio Theater. Please say howdy to my friend, your friend, he always has to have the last word, he's too slim! Thanks
1: folks, thank you, Thanks, thank you
3: Doug. Thanks so much. And, and To my right, that's your last word. And lap. why shouldn't I have the last word? Why not indeed?
1: Here is. It's my gift to punctuate the exchange.
3: Yes, it is, indeed, and of course. Moving on.
1: The human punctuation, that's me. King of the. Just a big dot at the end of the concert. Clem, you've made your point. I like to think
3: so. The king of the cowboy fiddlers,
1: Woody Paul. My close personal friend. (laughs) Thank you, Brian. Thank you, dear fans, and in the center of the ring, the last word in manly, decent
3: entertainment. Ranger Doug! Thank you, and our orchestra, under the lasting direction of the potentate of polka, Joey the Cow Polka King! (laughs) Thank you, Joey. Well, let's start with that old country washburn favorite. <laughs> you don't know what lonesome is. True tale from the cattle country. Where the hoot owl hoots is to loot to the tail, of it we can. And the ching-pong chirps on a chilly night, it's mighty lonesome then. And it's lonesome when the wintry wind howls through the jack pine boughs. But you don't know what lonesome is till you get to herding cows Do
1: me, I'm a do, do me, I'm a day, doggone cow Now the ordinary fellow gets off on a Saturday night He'll share a drink with all his pals, it ain't no more than right But when the saddle is your home, there's no time to carouse and you don't know what lonesome is till you get to herding
3: cows. Do me, i do, do me, i a doggone Cows, cows. Yeah. Lonesome accordion of Joey the Cow, King. Here's his royal
2: highness.
1: Keeper of the lighthouse, the sailor on the sea the lookout on the mountaintop, I ain't got a thing on me Cause I've got all the lonesomeness that the common law allows And you don't, don't know, know what lonesome, what lonesome is till you get to herding cows, cows. Do me, i a do, do me, i my a big dog on cows All
3: alone, by myself gone
0: radio theater will squeeze back into your holding pen following this uplifting message from spiritual nabob Dr. B. Baxter Basil, M.D.I.U.D.C.D. and member, National Geographic
4: Society friends, open your eyes open your ears, look up we're coming to your town Announcing the B. Baxter Basil Streets of Gold Crusade. Yes, the Streets of Gold Crusade, coming soon to a canvas coliseum near you. Seven nights of big talk, more hot air than Mount St. Helens. We're going to make you rich, right, Mama?
5: Oh, my, yes, Dr. Basil. If I were you, I'd bring a wheelbarrow to carry the money home, folks, or at least one of those nice crocheted grocery bags. I've got a nice
0: big one. Thank you, Mama. Sit down, Mama.
4: Friends. Seven nights that will change your life. Put you at the head of the parade down Easy Easy Street. Give you the piece of the pie in the sky. Here's what you'll see. Monday! Money for nothing. And who couldn't use a little of that? Tuesday! Mysteries of life solved once and for all. Wednesday! Reaganomics, a license to steal. Hurry before it expires. Thursday! The hole in the bottom of the stock market. Friday! The Persian Gulf. Gouge them till they holler, Uncle! Legally! Party, party, party! You'll mix with future tycoons just like you. Make eye contact. Make business contacts. Make full body contact. I'll be lip syncing to my three old Motown records. Money, that's what I want. First, I look
5: at the purse, and just for fun, heat wave. And that one always gets Dr. Basil going. One time in Chicago, he took me Bye, in an Mama, elevator sit and- sit down, Mama! Uh, uh.
4: What happens next? Sunday! It's the devotional services featuring the 500 voice. B. Baxter Basil Choir, imagine five hundred voices that sound just like me. When the saints Saints. go marching in. (laughs) When the saints go marching in, hallelujah, friends! You can lie there in your pigsty forever, or you can grab this brass ring and join the happy feet headed for the streets of gold crusade. Call one nine hundred crusade. That's one nine hundred crusade for tickets. I'm measly nine ninety nine opens the vaults of Croesus, Midas, and Scrooge McDuck for you.
1: Oh, I love Uncle Scrooge when he swims in his money bin, and that time the awful cousin tried to steal his. Ah, uh, shut down, dad. Mama.
0: And now back to Ryder's Radio Theater.
1: <laughs> Welcome, Mr. Literal, to the radio show today. When you speak to Mr. Literal, you better mean just what you say. Well, it's once, once again time for one of my very favorite guests on Riders Radio Theater, Mr. Literal. And uh, before we begin, Mr. Literal, I want to tell you something privately. Yes. You know, I think Ms.
6: Marm kind of likes you. Oh, really? Come on, now. You can't mean it. I think so. I've never thought of myself as attractive to women, especially one as lovely as she. No, I mean it. She's crazy over your correct usage. Really? She swoons at someone who
1: takes the English language seriously. That's me. Oh, she's standing by herself over there.
6: It is I, actually. Why don't you take a second to get to know her better?
1: Go on. Go on, Mr.
5: (laughs)
6: Literal. Go ahead. Come Uh, on. uh, Good evening, Smarm.
7: Oh, why, hello, Mr. Literal. I've been hoping you've noticed me someday. It's just awesome to meet you at last, having heard you thrill millions of us who care about proper usage over the airwaves.
6: Well, that may be, but my dear Miss Marm, you've used the adjective awesome without an accompanying noun.
7: Oh, Mr. Literal, I just get weak in the knees when you talk like that. I get goosebumps and butterflies and, oh, I don't know, it's just... It's like, oh, you know what I mean.
6: I'm afraid I don't, Ms. Marm. Your, your use of our language is so vague as to be nebulous and, and thus incomprehensible.
7: Oh, I just love it. Look, Mr. <laughs> Literal, you know what I'm getting at. You know where I'm coming from.
6: Even if I did, Ms. Marm, which I assuredly do not, I'd be obligated to point out to you that while not invariably incorrect, it is generally considered poor usage to end phrases and sentences with prepositions.
7: Ooh, you make me melt, Mr. Literal. Let me be blunt.
6: You may be anything you wish, my dear. I can't stop you.
7: What I'm trying to say is... Yes? Could you give me some time after the show?
6: Oh, I'll give you better than that. I'll give you the time right now. It's 8.39.
7: Well, I meant...
6: <laughs> and 19 seconds.
7: Oh, Mr. Literal. You just don't have a clue, do you?
6: Well, if I knew what mystery I was asked to solve, Miss Marm, I might as well be in possession of the clue that Miss Marm
7: Miss Marm, wait.
6: Oh dear. I fear there's been another misunderstanding. I'll never understand what women want. I guess I'd better just stick to correct usage of our beloved native tongue. Gosh, tough luck, mister Literal. Luck is neither tough nor tender, too slim, and besides Luck had nothing to do with this. It's simply a case of misdirected and misapplied usage. Thanks to Mr. Literal on the radio show today. Let's hope for Mr.
1: Literal someday he'll get
2: a day.
0: Riders Radio Theater is a mammoth radio pictures production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live at the Oldenburg Entertainment Complex in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. (laughs) Stay with us, saddle pals, we'll be right back. Here's a little of the frontier favorite, old Susanna. Buckaroos and bugarets. You're listening to Riders Radio Theater. And now Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the cowboy way. Tonight, episode nine of the exciting Western melodrama, Return of the Phantom. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, these are tumultuous times in Tumbleweed Valley. The villainous A. Swinburne Slocum and his A.R.I.D. Land Development Company have swindled riders in the sky and many other ranchers out of their homes. He's also secretly diverted the Tumbleweed River underground into a series of caverns which underlie the whole area. The result of this has been to turn the once beautiful green valley into a virtual dust bowl, which is just what Slocum wants, because he plans to turn it into the world's largest, filthiest, toxic landfill. Now, the only thing that stands in his way is a legend. The legend of a 17th century mass crusader for truth, justice, and water rights. The legend of Don Ricardo Proboscis, the Phantom of the Valley. (laughs) And in our last episode, the Phantom, working with the Riders in the Sky, minus Ranger Doug, who is of course the Phantom, set up a phony truck stop to intercept Slocum's deadly cargoes. Unfortunately, Slocum found out about it and staged a daring raid from which our heroes barely escaped with their lives. Then Slocum departed, but not before ordering his 300-pound henchman, Charlie, to burn the place to the ground. Wasting no time, Charlie torched the phony truck stop, the ground around it, and as an added measure, turned himself into a flaming ball of fire as well. This doesn't go unnoticed by High Sheriff Drywall, who gallops into town and warns everybody to get out of the way, a comet is coming.
2: Out of the way, comet's coming.
0: Moments later, a 300-pound fireball blazes into town and leaps into the water trough in front of the ARID Land Development Company. But with the river dry, there is no water in the town or in the water trough, so the still blazing comet doesn't stay there very long. Holy catchless. Look out, everybody. Here it comes again. And now episode nine, entitled On the Trail of the Lost Comet.
5: There it goes. We're safe now, thanks to your timely warning, High Sheriff Drywall. Yeah, this town owes you a big debt, Sheriff. Oh, I was just doing my duty, boys. Look, the comet just jumped in the river. Oh, that'll put it out. No, it won't. What do you mean? It won't put it out. The river ain't there no more. What? Where did it go? Nobody knows. It just
3: disappeared.
5: Yeah, back around the time Miss Martin disappeared. You were so busy chasing her and her
0: kidnapper, you didn't notice. Now, let me see if I get this straight. You say an entire river has disappeared? Yep, and you never noticed. Well, I got that part. But, <laughs> hey, come on, we got to do something about this. Whoa, what are we going to do? We're going over to my office and fill out a missing pers- uh, a, a missing river report. That's what we're going to do. All right, hey, Jerry. Hey, hey, boy. Hey, I'm on hey, your hey, side, Jerry. Hey, That's hey, right. It's good to me? Meanwhile, after outmaneuvering a deadly virtue-seeking missile fired by Charlie back at their phony truck stop, the Phantom 2 Slim, Woody Paul, inside meat are all still astride amazing turbo.
1: Ranger Doug, I mean Phantom, uh, don't you think we should slow down a little? Now that we're out of danger, I mean. <laughs> Un-turbo. <laughs> but Phantom, we're about to gallop right
5: into the... Face of Montgomery Cliffs. Oh, slow this rocket oh. down. <laughs> he slipped his sombrero. We're going to crash into the cliff. We're doomed. No, no, amigos. Watch this. Watch what? this.
1: A garage door opener? Look. Part of the cliff is opening up like a garage door.
0: <laughs> as soon as Amazing Turbo gallops into the opening, the door closes behind them and the riders find themselves in pitch black darkness.
3: Anyone have a match?
4: Here you go. Gracias.
0: Taking the match, the phantom lights an ingenious torch trek lighting system, which fills the huge cavern with light and reveals a great underground lair, superbly furnished and
5: tastefully decorated.
3: Come, vamos nos. I'll show you my little hideaway.
5: Wow, a great underground lair, superbly furnished and tastefully decorated. Ray, I particularly like the way you pulled all the magenta and gold tones together with that uh, life-size portrait of Estrelita Rodriguez.
3: (laughs) Wait till you see Charo. Gracias. You know, if I wasn't so busy crusading for water rights, I have often thought I could be an interior decorator. You don't say. Of course, I say. I just said it. Didn't you hear me? All Good right, idiot. all
5: right. Get on with it.
3: See.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what. This superbly furnished place has got a severe plumbing problem. And if, somebody, if something's not done soon, it's going to
5: be
3: superbly underwater. I see what you mean. The water is definitely rising. Everything is getting wet.
4: <gasps> There's water on the radio.
3: Easy, too, Slim. Easy. I don't like the way you're acting. Kind of overplaying it a bit yourself, aren't you, Pana? Me? Me? Me?
1: While egos clash and the water
0: rises underground, above ground in the back room of the ARID Land Development Company,
5: slime is at work. (laughs) Hello, ARID Land Development Company. Yeah, we take PCBs. (laughs) Listen, bub, we take anything, if the price is right. (laughs) Oh, look, Slick, I'll have to get back to you. You you won't believe this. One of the California raisins just walked in. (laughs) Hey, look, look, bud, you're in the wrong place. This is not a raisin commercial. <laughs> yeah, and
4: I'm not a raisin slocum. Charlie? Is that you? Right.
5: What happened to you?
4: Did you know there's no water anywhere around here, Slocum? Of course I did. We dried it all up, remember? Say a guy was to catch on fire by accident, and he couldn't put himself out by jumping in a horse trough, say, or a river, say.
5: No, no, he couldn't do that. He'd probably have to run about
4: 75 miles up into the mountains before he could find any water, right?
5: Yeah, he'd be toasted pretty good by the time he did that, I guess. (laughs) Right. Ah, sit down, Charlie, take a little break. I got some phone calls to make, and then I'm going to tell you how we're going to get rid of that phantom once and for all. That ought to cheer you up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
2: Meanwhile,
0: back at the superbly furnished lair of the phantom, the water level has reached a crisis level.
3: Phantom, we got to get out of here. You can say that again? No need to. I heard him the first time, you viejo idiot. Come back on turbo. I'll open this screen secret door and we'll ride right out. Now you're talking? Of course I'm talking, you fool. Who else would it be? Oh, Whew. Up on turbo, here Okay, we go. now we're all on. I'll push the secret door. Remote opener, end! <laughs> what's, what's wrong? Uh, perhaps I did not aim it right. I'll try it again. <laughs> it's,
1: it's shorted out. The water must have gotten to it. Oh no, we're trapped underground and... <laughs> the water's rising. What could be worse? <laughs> <laughs>
3: The theme, what does it mean? Look,
1: there's a fin closing in on us. (gasps) It's the biggest fin I've ever seen, and there's no way out. We're doomed.
0: Closer and closer, the big fin comes. Frantically, the riders try to evade it, but there's no escape, and then the fin is upon them.
1: Oh, no, he's going to eat us.
3: No, I'm not. It's
1: not a shark. It's Arvid, the mighty Finn. You got
3: that right, you betcha.
1: <laughs> Howdy, Arvid.
3: Howdy, boys. Say, wouldn't this be the good, this wouldn't be, would this would be the Goodwill Games? In Seattle, wouldn't it?
1: Well, no, this isn't the Goodwill Games in Seattle. This is the secret lair of the Phantom of the Valley.
3: Holy Helsinki, I've made a terrible mistake. I must have taken a wrong turn by the Heary Canal.
1: Well, are you going to compete in the games, Arvid?
3: Yeah, sure. I'm on the swim team. I've been swimming all the way, so I'll be in shape, you betcha. Huh? Well, you may be in shape,
5: but you ain't in Seattle. <laughs> and the Goodwill Games is over.
3: Oh, Takali, you say. You, you bet. Sure well, in that over. case, come to Barcelona. How'd you get out of here? Well,
5: I don't know. How'd you get in?
3: But Don't ask me. I thought I was in Seattle.
5: Well, it... That is is a fine mess. Uh, Hey, Phantom, when you were doing such a superb job of decorating this joint, why didn't you put in another door?
3: Well, of course, you old fool, I did.
5: (gasps) We're We're safe! You dang bonehead, why didn't you tell us for now?
3: Because no one asked
5: me. Oh, no. Easy Easy side me, easy. Hey, Phantom, where's this other entrance
3: at? It is not easy to get to. We will have to go underwater part of the way. But... It is our only hope. Vamos, nos. Follow me. right
1: behind you.
3: Yeah, they'll come along too. You betcha. You.
0: The going is not easy. The water continues to rise, and in some places it's already over their heads. But eventually they reach a set of stone steps carved into the living rock and make their way up them until they stop.
3: Stop. We must stop here for a moment. What's the matter? I have never gone out this way before. That I remember. And I must think about how to make this secret door open.
5: You mean you can't use the garage door opener on it?
3: No, this door is different, I think.
5: Phantom, you better think pretty fast. Si. Yeah, this waters really rising. Si. Isn't it just great? What kind of idiot forgets how to open a dang door?
3: Look here, you, it's easy to remember something for 300 years, you think? Well, something as simple as a door,
5: yes. Well, you perfect old oh,
3: fool, hey, oh, hey, oh, I'm right. right. going
1: to tell you, your... guys keep this up, we won't get out of can here alive. Oh on, right. no, is this the end of Riders in the Sky?
0: Is this the end of Riders in the Sky? Will the Phantom remember the secret of the door in time? Will Orvid the Mighty Finn make it to Barcelona? The amazing answers to these and many more questions that may be puzzling you are to be found in episode 10 of Return of the Phantom, entitled Door of Doom. It's a torrent of deep, briny, fathomless melodrama you won't wanna miss, and it's coming right here to this, Theater of the Mind. Uh, here again, our riders in the sky, enjoy the Kalbosa King.
3: Uh. Thank you, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Texas Victor. Bender. It's time now for our Classic of the West, and we'd like to dedicate this one to Bronte Seidel, who listens to Riders Radio Theater over the ABC Comedy Network in Sydney, Australia. We're going to get the King to lead us in the Carson Robeson classic, Carry Me Back to the Lone Prairie. <laughs> ¶¶
1: Far away from home, far from the prairie where I used to roam, where the doggies wander and the wind blows free. Oh, my heart lies yonder on the lone prairie. Oh, carry me back. where the coyotes howl and the wind blows free and when i die you can bury me meet the western sky back.
3: Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckaroos. This is Ranger Doug reminding you to tune in next week, same time, same station, to another thrilling adventure of Riders Radio Theater. And until we meet again, somewhere on down the trail, from all of us to all of you. So long, Saddle Pals, it's been so good to see ya. Farewell, Saddle Pals, We really hate to leave ya, but the doggies are alone. Roundup time is nigh A fairy moon is coming From a starry western sky So farewell saddle pals Our parting brings us sorrow On down the trail We'll find a bright tomorrow Keep those faces smiling Round your own corral So until we meet
2: Goodbye,
0: Saddle The cast and guests of Riders Red Hill Theater stay at the Drawbridge in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. For more information on Riders in the Sky, to Slim's Mercantile or Riders in the Sky International Fan Club, write to Riders in the Sky, Post Office Box 277, Whites Creek, Tennessee, 37189. Riders Radio Theater was conceived, written, produced, and directed by Riders of the Sky along with yours truly, Texas Big Spender. Part of Miss Marm was played by Claire Bruner. Production foreman is Campfire Bird. Sound effects wrangler is Big Zeno Finger. For WBXU, the executive producer is J.C. Doc King, Producers Lasso and Larry Ashcraft, coordinating producer is Chuck Wagonmaster Ingram, chief engineer Jamfrey Jake Crawford, recording director Calvin yep. George Zahn, sound effects honcho is Winchester Jim Springfield, and our stage manager, Solid L. Ron Esposito. This is Texas Fix Bender saying, so long saddle pals. we'll see you next week on Riders Radio Theater.
1: This is the VXU Radio Network.